welcome to Practice Pursuit for Therapists, the podcast dedicated to guiding therapists on the path to launch and grow their own successful private practice. We are Rachel and Adrian, and we are thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Navigating the world of private practice can be a daunting endeavor filled with uncertainties, and that's where this podcast comes in. Practice Pursuit for Therapists is here to host open and honest discussions around the most challenging aspects of being a therapreneur. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the crucial and intimidating aspects of starting a business. We want to support you in this emotional journey. We're here to help you take meaningful steps to overcome insecurities and doubts that might otherwise hold you back. Let's get started. So I thought it would be fun to share our anxious moments this morning that we both had and what we did. I thought it was funny that we're both living (laughs) in our anxious brain for a little bit. Maybe we can share about that experience and and hopefully it's relatable. Absolutely. (laughs) You want to start? You start. (laughs) Okay. So this morning, my family was leaving on a trip and I completely forgot that we were going to record and podcast today because I was so overwhelmed with them leaving. This will be the first time I have ever been alone in my house with my children and husband gone all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. So it's been 10 years since I've been alone in the house and the waves of panic (laughs) (laughs) all the things. And I couldn't even think outside of it. I didn't hear my phone ring. I didn't even remember that I had anything else going on, right? It was just like tunnel vision on, oh my gosh, are my kids going to come back alive? Yeah. So that's right with that. So as Adrienne is panicking, I'm sitting on the Zoom app waiting for her to log in. I'm texting her, calling her, not hearing from her. As she's in the midst of her panic, me unaware of what's going on, I start panicking and I start Googling Adrienne Schmidt, wreck Denver, Colorado. (laughs) That's where I immediately go if I can't get a hold of someone, especially when we're supposed to be connected. I'm like, oh my gosh, they died. They're on the side (laughs) of the road somewhere. What can I do about it? And then luckily, Adrian messaged me. Oh my gosh, I thought we were meeting later. So sorry. (laughs) But I'm worried that my kids are going to get eaten by mountain lions. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Maybe (laughs) a little bit of neuroticism is a good thing when we're therapists and relating to clients who knows I I know but I think you know if we never experienced anxiety or this intense fear I don't feel like we we'd be more of those like robotic therapists that our clients talk about right where you don't feel that connection because I can have empathy when a client is in full-on panic mode right you know and they're trying all their breathing techniques as I did in front of my bathroom mirror this morning and still the tears were coming. The panic was coming. Right. And it's like, if you don't ever experience that, it's hard to walk somebody through what that's like, you know? Yeah. I always remind myself that even the hardest experiences, it's tough to get through, but it does give me an opportunity to connect with another human. Cause I know I'm not the only one that experiences these kinds of anxieties and whether it's with my clients or with a friend, a stranger, maybe I know that this experience is going to give me the opportunity to connect. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking this morning, 
because I text my husband from the bathroom as I was in full panic mode. I am panicking and trying not to let this kid see me have a full on breakdown right now. Right. And he came in and I'm trying to breathe my way through it. And I'm trying to calm myself down. And I heard myself tell him, I have been panicking like this for 24 hours and keeping it all in has required so much energy. And I am so exhausted. And I didn't even realize that I had been doing it for the last 24 hours, you know, but Mm -hmm. like just compartmentalizing and holding it in because hold it together to keep on functioning, just even recognizing like how, how hard it is, even though we're in our emotions all the time and constantly teaching people how to notice their emotions. I mean, that was one thing I wasn't aware of. Like I knew Mm -hmm. I fell asleep when I got anxious. I know that about myself. I get tired and I fall asleep. But when it's happening, I still have a really hard time noticing it. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Sometimes it won't even be till days after that I recognize, oh, I was anxious about this thing that happened on this day. And I didn't even realize it until I came down from it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's part of our human condition. And Mm -hmm. no matter how self-aware you are, like these things, they sneak up on you and they impact everything. So, right, for me this morning, the trickle-down effect was I wasn't on top of my schedule. I really didn't even have any thoughts outside of my tunnel vision. And that makes it hard when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And all this to say, we are humans. I am not this perfectly knowledgeable being that's going to be a perfect provider all the time. And my intention is to provide this safe space for you to process what you're going through and offer the tools I have to help you through that. But I am a human experiencing life and anxiety too. And there's a reason I got in this field. I learned about my own anxiety and my own nervous system. And then I was really intrigued and got into this field to try to help other people with that. But we are humans who experience anxiety even though we're therapists and professionals in this field, that doesn't make us immune to having those hard days. And it's playing into our anxieties and our fear. And yeah, you know, like they try and tell my clients, our feelings inform, right? We don't need to act out of our feelings, but our feelings inform. So listen to it. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's real. That's a realistic possibility, but that's not where we behave from, right? I'm not going to make decisions. But I do all the time. I make decisions all the time based on my fear rather than the facts, the mm-hmm. unknown is terrifying. Yeah. And that's essentially what anxiety is. It's not bad in essence to think of things that could go wrong, but then the anxious brain takes over and tells us there's all these things that are going to go wrong. There's even more things you haven't even thought of that are going to go wrong and you're not prepared enough to handle it. So therefore you can't do it. Yeah. And I tell some of my clients all the time, sometimes you have to befriend that anxiety and remind it that we are allowed to take risks. We are allowed to try things. We're allowed to make decisions that maybe don't always feel secure And we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to learn and grow from those things that we experience. Anxiety wants to keep us safe, but safe is staying stuck where we are. It's not expanding beyond. And 
giving ourselves the opportunity to learn how capable we are. And that it's exciting when I look back at, you know, starting this practice where I am now, the experiences I've had and the ways I'm growing, it's exciting to think about how capable I am and how much more capable I can be. Sometimes that's scary, but I'm at a point now where I recognize the anxious dialogue and I can challenge it and move forward despite it. What are some things that you think have helped you in navigating that throughout this journey? Because obviously neither of us listened to that and stopped there. We've both done work to push through that and manage our anxiety, not saying we're masters or we're perfect by any means, but what are some things that have really helped you push through that as you've been working in your practice? I think surrounding myself with people who are doing it too has been just completely invaluable. Recognizing that my journey doesn't have to look like everybody else's, Mm -hmm. that I can step my toe in in a different way. You know, everybody who's in private practice will tell you don't take insurance, you know, do self pay. And, you know, where my fear comes in is in marketing myself. I struggle so much with marketing myself. So for me, the insurance route has been better. Like, yes, I'm making less money. Yes, it is harder to navigate. I'm getting my feet wet in a way that I didn't feel like I had to bite off all the pieces in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I could make it more manageable for myself because the idea of starting an LLC and what do I even name the business? And I mean, I'm two years in and I still don't have my website published because of my perfectionism and my fear. And, you know, like all of these pieces I'm having to take at a pace that works for me as I work through each of my own barriers that I put up for myself. And so I think that has really helped me because I, I didn't just jump into private practice, right? Like you, like we talked about the last time, you know, Mm -hmm. I I took on a few clients at a time and I got my feet wet with it. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I built up my confidence slowly until I was in a position where I could quit my job, which was terrifying for all the other reasons. The safety bells went off all over the place, you know, no PTO, no sponsored health insurance, right? All the things. But I think that piece where it's like, okay, I just take one piece at a time has helped me to navigate it. Yeah. What about you? I agree with you. Surrounding myself with people who are doing the same thing. If I felt alone in this, which sometimes I do, being someone in my own practice, doing everything virtually, being in a state where I don't know a lot of people, it is lonely sometimes, but I stay connected to you and some of our other friends and that really does help. Staying connected, trying to do things to prevent myself from feeling alone in it and also immersing myself in things that teach me. And I let myself dream and imagine. I think that is helpful too. And assess through that what feels like something I connect with most. So I just really try to connect with what is feeding my excitement and filling my cup and go from there. And I journal. Journaling and writing things out really helps me too. Because seeing it on paper and kind of zooming out and get it, giving myself perspective allows me to recognize this is not a voice of wisdom. 
There might be nervousness in that, but I think there's peace and calm and wisdom and anxiety gets you all like worked up and feeling like you can't trust yourself. So don't listen to that anxious voice. Listen to the voice of wisdom. You can tell the difference. Wisdom is a lot quieter than anxiety. Anxiety is so much louder, but really commit to learning the difference between those two voices and make a commitment to not let anxiety run things. Yeah, it takes a lot of introspection and self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can validate any fear. Right. Well, any other thoughts on that? No. Maybe that's it for today. Thank you all for joining in and listening to Practice Pursuit for Therapists. Please like, subscribe, and share if you love this episode. We appreciate you all and see you next time.